Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another Steelers preview podcast. As always, joined by the triumphant trio, uh, our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? How are you this evening? Tonight, I'm going to party like it's 1979. I'm feeling super, my friends. I'm, not only am I feeling super, I'm feeling like a world champion on both sides, even with the Pirates and the Steelers of 1979. So I've got that magic feeling. Now, the Pirates aren't going to give us that end of it no. this year, but I'll take it from the Steelers. I hope you're right. Uh, editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Dave Schofield. What's up, David? I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> We've got one more preseason game to go. I'm ready to get. I'm excited about this 53-man roster. That's really what I'm more focused data, on. More data, more yeah. data. <laughs> <laughs> Must right. have more data. <laughs> bleep, bloop, 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 yep. bleep. <laughs> All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are obviously preparing for their fourth and final preseason game. First question, and I don't have the answer to this. Maybe if you guys don't know, if someone in the live chat does, the Steelers are resting a lot of their starters. That's known. Not all, a lot of. Are the Panthers playing their starters? Because this is week three for them. I'm not sure. Has anyone heard Brian or Dave? Go ahead and go if you've heard. I thought I could have swore I heard that they were playing some of their starters. I'm, I'm going to set up Brian for this in case he's heard anything more. That's why I'm going to jump in and go first. All I've heard is what Coach Tomlin That's probably said. where I heard it then. Okay. About because he says it's his understanding. It's almost like these two teams communicated and said, hey, what are you doing? This is what we're doing. That's I don't know that they did, but it almost, the way he talked, it almost sounded like that. I haven't looked at anything Carolina. Brian might be more in tune because uh, I know he, in, in the past, has some ties to the Charlotte area. I don't know if he does anymore. Really? So I didn't know if he's heard anything like that. No, my uh, ties to the Charlotte area, that was my uh, my son, who is who has just moved to San Francisco? He came back to Maryland and moved to San Francisco. So oh. I guess maybe I'll have. Uh, we've got a Steeler fan now in 49er Nation. So uh, well, uh, I'll know a little bit more about them. But when when I'm talking about the uh, the Panthers this week, I have a feeling, and from what I've heard buzz out there, is there, you're probably going to see a few more of those guys than you probably would the Steelers. Because keep in mind, this is pregame number three for them. And not pregame number. I mean, excuse me, preseason game number four for the Steelers. So you you would need to see some of those guys. Now, are you going to see number twenty two, Christian McCaffrey? No, you you don't need to see that guy. Yeah. And they don't need to put him. But there's there's more position battles that need to be won, and that's a team that uh, coming off of uh, a couple tough seasons, they're trying to build that build that program, build that uh, that culture back up. So I could see them playing a few more guys as far as uh, guys looking to start and to uh, get them on the same page. And obviously people in the live chat are chiming in saying they are going to play some of their starters. So they're echoing what you said, Brian, but Dave, I want to ask you real quick. Does this, is this change things for you looking at this game Friday night? What knowing that Panthers? knowing that Carolina is going to be playing some of their starters, it's not going to be like empty the benches. Like we're used to seeing when the Panthers and Steelers play in the preseason. Well, it, it's interesting because you changed how it was going into Coach Tomlin's press conference yesterday, which, wow, we've got like five minutes notice that he was going to be talking. Um, don't get me started on that. But going going into that, 
it was, I don't know what they were going to do. I did not know were the Steelers going to handle this as a game that was their fourth preseason game or their final preseason game, or were they going to handle this game like they were two weeks removed from their first action? That was ultimately what I wanted to know. I didn't know what they were going to do. And then Coach Tomlin, based on everything, they're go to me. I'm reading this as they're handling this like a fourth preseason game because of saying the starters aren't playing. We did not know that for sure until Thursday morning because I would have had no problem if he would have handled it like the like a game that's two weeks away. Because um, I, I mentioned this, I think I don't. Was it Stat Geek? No, I think it was on Scobro show. I mentioned that a lot of times Coach Tomlin said the reason you don't want to play a lot of your starters in that fourth on that on that fourth preseason game in years past was because you what didn't want them to be recovering from a game when you're trying to start your week of prep. You wanted to, you could start your prep with guys coming in fresh and not recovering from a game to then you could roll into it. They don't have that. That's not a problem now because you've got you've got two weeks but we now know how they're going to play it it does change some things with me i this is a chance for some players that are going to be filling in for guys that aren't playing to show what they can do against the best competition they've seen all year so if you wanted yeah. to look at one positive thing for the steelers if you're trying to you know pull something good out of it that's it if if I don't know. I don't know if we're going to play later. If we're going to play player stay and go through through players and see if we take the goal play or not. But let's say they don't play Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith. You're going to get to see a player like Jameer Jones going up against the the best competition he's had all all preseason. Very true. That's exciting. So though I think that could really help shake out some of these battles. What about you, Brian? Does this change the landscape of how you're viewing this final preseason game, knowing that the Panthers are going to have some of their starters out there? I would say more than not, I would assume. I'm hoping they they play everybody. Because just to piggyback about off of what Dave said, you I want to see Dwayne Haskins against starters. I want to see 11 starters against Dwayne Haskins to start that game. I want to see that. Let's see how these guys measure up. Remember, as much as you love to see a W at the end of it, this does not matter. It's how these guys stand up to the competition. And this is the this is the first preseason game that the competition is going to matter, where it's not gray faces as much. Because with the Steelers situation, having that fourth preseason game and not having to play everybody against a team that might be play, might possibly be playing more starters that just benefits the Steelers so much more. So if they end up losing this game 30 to 14, but you get good showings from a Dan Moore Jr., you get good showings from Dwayne Haskins, you get good showing from, like Dave said, Jameer Jones, and of course, Kendrick Green, and you see how they stand up against not a bad defensive line in Carolina with those starters. So I I would love to see that, and and I'm I'm hoping we see everybody of significance for that team because that just benefits the black and gold so much more. I'm gonna speaking of Haskins, I want to get your all's take on something. Uh, when Dwayne Haskins spoke to the media this past week, he mentioned how the Steelers do things differently than where he was in the past, i.e., Washington. And the scouting reports that Mike Tomlin gives, he said it's just never been done. Dave, you heard this, I know you did or at least you've read yeah. the transcript. Did you think yes. that's throwing shade or, or what was your take on that? I guess I should say. 
can you say for sure that he didn't mean the preseason? No. No. But he, the way you would read it slash hear it, I honestly, I read it. So I, I, that might've been one of the sound bites I heard. I didn't listen to his whole interview, but you have to think that it's like, yeah, that the, that the Steelers do more. I took it as the Steelers do more for a preseason game than what Washington did in the regular season in preparation <laughs> of coaching. That's the way you could take that comment. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's what he meant by it. But I, I found that kind of interesting. I thought that was that was a, a, a interesting. Yeah, just Brian, say interesting. <laughs> Brian, do you know what we're talking about? I know exactly what you're talking what about. What do you think uh, about that then? You know, I, I think a few things about that. First of all, you're never going to throw shade at your new organization. Right. You're going to wax the car of your new organization. Just like, hey, big Al. <laughs> I was just going to say that Thunder Steeler Dave Schofield because I was going to oh. go back to big. <laughs> I was going to go back to big Al, you know, talking about the culture there, because, you know, you're appealing to management and a fan base when you're talking when you first come over. Hey, remember, we just heard someone else do it, too, talking about this being the best organization he's ever played for. And he's played for four organizations in four years, and that's Kalen Balash. We heard him do it too. Now, did he throw shade at him by saying, you know, they don't do it as well here? You're never going to, you're not never going to hear Kalen Balash, anybody come in and say, yeah, I tell you what, it's great here. I, I love what I have here, but I tell you what, no one did it like the Chargers. They were awesome. I wish I was still there. You're not going to hear anything no. like that. So, you know, what I'm saying here is, you know, when you get somewhere else, if he is sending a little message, because you've got to understand, too, everybody, man, they seagulled this guy like crazy. When I say they seagulled Dwayne Haskins, they pooped all over him and flew out of the room and then sent him <laughs> on his way. And, you know, so everybody from Washington and you guys know it, we're we're here in Maryland. We we talked to a lot of uh, Washington football team fans. Well, the ones that still remain, but we talked to those people and every, has anybody said anything good about Dwayne Haskins? No. And the reason they have is because he's the guy, he's the 15, 15th overall player in the 2020 draft that did not work out for the Washington football team. So he's garbage to them. So when he, when it comes in, so he's heard all of this. So I have no problem with him saying something back because that could be true. Now, the thing that the thing that I think about, though, is I have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera and the way they do things. So I kind of have a hard time believing that as well. But feelings get hurt in situations like that. You know, in Dwayne Haskins mind, he might have he might have felt that he did not get the uh, proper football environment that he thought he deserved. And that could have hindered him. We said this all along when he was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers that he is going to be in a better football environment. And so he's he's getting that. So when you have the Rooney family and the, the way they tre treat the, those people and the culture that's going on for 88 years, that culture is fine-tuned now. And there's no culture with Dan Snyder. In uh, 20 years in Washington, there's, there's a culture of of a lot of oh my, my gosh last year at this time we were talking about lawsuits and sexual harassment and all these the the culture was terrible in washington the, to the point where they thought that the whole 
organization was burning down. You know, so, you know, he he's going to say that about his new team, and there's probably some truth to it, but there's also some car waxing and saying, hey, please keep me because I love the culture. You compliment the ones that you want to keep you around. I'm so happy to be here. Well, and he wants to hear back, we're happy to have you, Dwayne. That's what he's looking for. And that could happen when his name is on the 53-man roster if that happens. Dave, did you want to chime in on that or anything? Yeah, well, first of all, Brian said the whole thing about being seagulled. That was that was pretty interesting. I thought of finding um, Nemo immediately. Like the, <laughs> mine, 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 mine. mine. <laughs> My thing is, is, I understand what you're saying, you know, poop going on a flat way. I will say this. The only way you get seagulled is if you're standing somewhere where they can do it. So it's not like he didn't have anything to go to. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. Granted. Yeah. But I think he's standing in a better place in Pittsburgh, if you know what I mean. I I will say that. So um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm extremely distracted by something in the live chat. Because one Kathy Ford had to say, hey, Leonardo, to someone else. So I instantly would have busted too. She likes me for me. She likes me for me. <laughs> I still remember. There <laughs> was an after party or after show, whatever we called it, that I started yeah. with that song. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Got to throw back to that one. Who's, anyway. Who's, yeah. Who sings that song? Um, um, Blessed Union of Souls. There you go. So, all right. And that was not their only hit because they had, I believe, that was. Yeah, and that was a ballad. They were, they were completely. Oh, and it was different. fantastic. Yeah. I've been seeing. Sorry. Um, there we go. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, that's my fault. I'm the one who went off the rails. Hey, so, what was the original season we go off the rails, right? 17 minutes ago, whenever you asked it. Um, it was about <laughs> He's saying, I would, hey, we've only been live for 14 minutes. Bro. I don't know. <laughs> I just threw out a number there. No, I'm, and it's my fault because I got distracted. It was about, it, I know you asked, it was something about Dwayne Haskins, and Brian went all seagulled on us. I was trying to remember the specific correct. question. But all I was going to say about Haskins for for this week is, a lot of people were saying they want to see him with the ones. They want to see him with the ones. And some people were upset that they're not going to see Haskins with the ones. I don't want to see Haskins with the ones. I want to see him against the ones. That's what I want to see. And that's what we're going to get to see. So we, you know, if, if other players don't make a play around Haskins because they're not the ones, well, guess what? Then that's, it is what it is. But I want to see him go against the best defense that the other team has to offer. In terms of what Haskins said, I look at it and, uh, yeah, you could say it's throwing shade, whatnot. Washington is dysfunctional. We know this. I look at it and it gave me a glimpse into what the Steelers do leading up to a game. I found that to be absolutely fascinating. The fact that Mike Tomlin has his assistants, his probably was it a quality control coach that they hired this past <laughs> offseason. He was giving them analytics on the preseason about what kind of coverage does they run, what kind of style of defensive Love back. <laughs> That's insane to me. I was, I really was like, I actually listened to his, uh, all those like eight minutes. I, I go to the Steelers app and listen to all those interviews. And I was listening. I was like, that is fascinating to me. I love the analytics side of things. And I think that was really cool. Um, but ultimately let's talk about this game coming up on Friday night, 7 30 PM Eastern time. Hopefully you have game pass or listening on the radio or a seven day trial. I started mine today. There you go. Um, And if you're, well, it doesn't help for this year. If you're a Steelers season ticket holder, they give you a a free year of game pass, but it doesn't start till September. 
And oh, I didn't geez. cash. Well, I didn't cash <laughs> mine in last year because I still had my free pass from when they offered it for like six months during COVID. And then, so I'm still not covering it. But yes, you can get a free pass and then you can watch the game. Okay, so let's talk about the upcoming game. We talked a little bit about the fact that Carolina is going to be playing some starters, but I want to talk about the Steelers, not so much Carolina. Yeah. Oh, Brian's gone. Okay, so Dave, (laughs) (laughs) Dave, give me an offensive player that you are considering. Like, I really want to see this player. Now, we understand that Ben's not playing, Mason Rudolph's not playing. I would be stunned if, when we know Najee Harris is not playing. Those are the only three he's mentioned by name. I think yeah. the offensive line is going to start the game. I do too. I think they have to. Okay, but anyways, outside of the offensive line, is there a player that? Yeah. Is there Yeah, I know. Is there a player that you're sitting there like, gosh, I really want to see what this person does? Who is it and why? On offense, right? Just offense. Yes. Very simple. It's Benny Snell Jr. Okay. And the reason I want to see Benny Snell Jr., because if you have not checked it out yet today at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, on Jefferson Hartman and myself, we did our 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 uh, 53-man roster predictions. Of course, I did a practice squad. Jeff helped with nothing there. Um, I said three and, days. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even know what it was. I put Derwin Gray on it because he got cut by the Jags. I'm like, at least put him on the practice squad. You know, we don't have to sign him. But um, now, now where was I going with that? Oh, I said I took Benny Snell off my 53. I said going into this game, Benny Snell is not on the Steelers' 53-man roster. If he wasn't healthy enough to play, that's right, healthy enough to play, he was done. He's got to earn his spot. And I don't care if he earns it or if he doesn't earn it, but he's got to come out and do it. He's got one game, and he, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, no, they're high on Betty Snow. He was going to be on this team no matter what. We'll see. All I know is that if Benny Snell comes out and he looks like poo-poo on a stick, then I don't think he – I really think this game should be him fighting for his roster spot in his one chance. So you That's think that you think that he could be cut? Um, I if he doesn't play well, you're saying difference. that he's not going to make the 53. It means he gets you cut. Think, do I think that he will get cut? Unfortunately, I'm going. I mean, and I've always been a Benny Snell guy. I've kind of there. You know, last year against the Giants, my goodness, I was very happy with him. But you know what? What I think they should do and what they will do. No, should it's, should it's, he get cut if he does not play no, well Friday? You're, yes, you're, you're, but you're will they? Probably that. not. I doubt it. You're overthinking this. I'm just yeah. saying that the fact that he could, that we were even yeah. having this discussion, says everything. It's everything. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, there are some players that if they get injured in the preseason or if they don't play well in the preseason, we're not talking about them making the team. They're just saying like, oh, maybe their role is a little different. We're, we're talking about Benny Snell possibly getting cut. That's yeah. that's incre- incredible. Anyways, Brian, you were off in the bathroom or something. So uh, the question was, name an offensive player in this upcoming game on Friday night that you are really looking forward to seeing. We already said that, I'll listen for you. Mike Tomlin said that Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger, and Mason Ruff will not play. So Dave said Benny Snell. Is there another player that you are thinking – what? You've got to take away what you took away from me. You took away the offensive line. Yeah, no offensive line. You can't. Well, we. <laughs> That's just what he did. Yeah. So. so, what do you think, Brian? Is there an offensive player not named Benny Snell that you're actually looking forward to seeing? Yes, there is. And can I address the Benny Snell situation real quick? Since mm-hmm. I did not get sure. a chance to weigh in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. 
I just, you know what? I think he's getting Wally pipped. Really, as Dave always says, you can't make the the club from the tub, and I love that phrase. Oh, no, that's what you, Jeff that's says. What Dave says, says, says you can't, you can't make, make the team, the team from, the from the tub. <laughs> the team from the tank. Team from the tank. Club from the tub. Yeah, um, you're in trouble if you're spitting in bubbles. It was no. in the, we could, yeah, because you'll never get to the touchdown zone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I just really think. I mean. Man, he's going to go off in this game. He is. If he doesn't go off in this game, he is likely gone. Because where you say, you know, I doubt that he's going to get cut. There's really the only only way that he makes makes this team, as far as I'm concerned, is if they if they trade Kalen Balash, which I doubt they're going to do. You know, I don't think they would do it. I really, I would be shocked if he makes this team in any way. They're probably trying to dangle them and that that's that's a hard thing to do too but i don't i still don't see them keeping both of those guys so as far as the offensive player that i'm looking forward to seeing in this game i'm actually going to uh i'm gonna have to go wide receiver here and i'm going to say that the the guy that i look forward to seeing is one ray ray mcleod Mm. and here's the thing Ray Ray McLeod did something very interesting last week. He was paying attention and he saw my man, Matthew Sexton, number 80 for another, another decent, I mean, actually a really good return this week. The one the week before was decent and he saw it. And what does he do? He takes a, uh, a short pass in the flat from Dwayne Haskins and he runs it for 30, 40 yards. He reeled off a big one on that. You think he was fired up watching Matthew Sexton because that guy is a threat to his job. So I would really love to see what he's going to do to counter because I realize he's, you know, this is a, I'm talking about special teams guys here, but he could answer by catching some balls and making magic happen on the, uh, on the receiving end. And obviously he had a rapport with, with Mr. Haskins last week. I could see him doing something. You know, you have other guys like a Rico Bussy looking for a job, but I mean, there was a lot of excitement over a guy like that. Like there was Isaiah McCoy went um, way at the, at the beginning. In fact, I said, Isaiah McCoy's a guy to watch and he was one of the first cuts, you know? So there's some guys, you know, looking to try to uh, a lot of talented receivers, looking for jobs. I mean, I would say not just uh, number five being Ray Ray, but six, seven, and eight, like Anthony Johnson. And there's guys out there that look really good. I'm number 15. Um, Cody. uh, Gosh, I just lost his name. Cody, Cody White. There you go. There's, there's talent there, but Ray Ray is a guy that is fighting for his job as well. And I could really see him, him uh, coming up big on offense. I don't disagree with you, Brian, but my question is this. I'm going to answer your query with a question. Does Matthew Sexton have a reception in this preseason? That's what I was going to bring up. Because if he's not a viable option at receiver, Ray Ray McLeod's job is as safe as they come. Is there any NFL team that has just a return man? He had one called back. So Sexton had one called back. Because according to his official preseason snaps, he has one target with no receptions. Well, okay. Okay. So 
That's my only thing. Like I like Matthew Sexton. I think he's a great story. Um, Andrew Wilbar wrote a great article about him and talked about some talks like his high school coach and stuff is a really great piece, but man, if he can't catch the ball out of the backfield and be a viable option receiver is Ray Ray McLeod's job, even at in jeopardy. Because I mean, you're yeah, going to waste that's, a 53 that's exactly man roster spot for a return guy. This isn't that's Stephen exactly Logan. what I had said. Well, let, let, let me, uh, let me play devil's advocate here. Cause okay. Dave made a comment last week well not even just a comment last week i believe the crux of his show today was about uh, on steeler stat geek was about the fact that you need to have special teams ability to uh some of these guys that are fighting for roster spots on defense and everywhere else they need to have special special teams ability right yeah so with that being said i think they look at look at it a little different. I could bring up guys like Alan Rossum in 2007. I can bring up guys like uh, Darius Hayward Bay made some catches, but Stefan Logan in 2010, you have guys like that, that were sole kick returners. And last year for a good bit of the time. So was Ray Ray McLeod, just a return man. I think he kind of made the team last year. Well, we didn't see him in preseason action, but he made the team as a return man even more because of the ability that he showed. And then he then he turned around and they started throwing him those little bubble screens and and passes like that. And he showed he showed some worth there. So I think he was he was a kick returner first. And hey, oh, this guy's got some talent. Let's see what we could do here. But, you know, the kind of passes that you throw Ray Ray McLeod, Matthew Sexton is probably going to show that same type of ability. You know, you know I mean, you. I know you. they've seen it in camp. We have not. But that doesn't mean that it's not – that it can't happen because you – how many times have you seen Ray Ray McLeod catch a ball anywhere more than three yards downfield? So that not, I mean, not disagreeing, but not you're disagreeing absolutely right. Both of you are absolutely right. I think when you're looking at return man, it might be a little different animal for what they look look for. He's gonna have to break one. He's gonna have to break one in week four to make the team. I think he's a practice squad guy, possibly Sexton. That is, yeah. but you know, that's for me on offense. I'm gonna go with. I'm for some reason enamored with how they're gonna handle the tight ends. The top two are obviously locks, but. You have Kevin Rader, you have Zach Gentry, and then you throw in Trey Edmonds as like this H back type yeah. person. You're thinking they're I, I don't think they're gonna keep four tight ends, tight ends, anyways. I think they're, they're gonna keep three. I think Raider is more likely to get to the practice squad if they want to do it that way. So yeah. I think Gentry is more likely, but Edmonds is intriguing in a lot of ways. I, I just I'm I'm anxious to see what Gentry can do. He hasn't had a lot of reps outside of blocking. Maybe they'll give him an opportunity. I think he has pretty decent hands, if, if I remember correctly. But, boy, he's gotten rave reviews this training camp about transforming his body and really turning into a, a well-rounded tight end. Real quick, guys, I'll ask you, Brian, we'll start with you. How do you think they handle this tight end? How many do they keep? What do they do with someone like Trey Edmonds? They even entertain keeping a Trey Edmonds. Yeah, because he's a company man and he's done a lot of things for this team. He's a dirty work type of guy, your blue collar guy that you could put on the practice squad. You could put here. Um, if he's put on the practice squad, you see him again. I, I think eligibility, Dave, you can help me out with this. Eligibility is a lot like last year. 
um, as, as far as uh, practice squad ability. So, you know, we've seen some good things from Edmonds, you know, not a lot of things, but that blue collar stuff works. Now, I, uh, of course, both Friar, excuse me, both uh, Gentry and Raider are not going to make the team together. It's going to be one of those, but We've got to we've got to just realize the Matt Canada offense might come into play, and that number three guy might more be an H back. They might want to go in that direction because you have you have more of that ability because you're not going to keep two fullbacks either. The only other thing that I can think of is if they do what not a lot of people would uh, would think they would do, but they go ahead and cut Derek Watt. Am I- I, am I saying, oh, they should cut Derek Watt? No, I'm just saying that could be an out of left field surprise play where they go ahead because man, he's what three million dollars a year, and that's a guy that they can move off of the roster um, in a cost cutting move and keep Edmonds there and and possibly go with a Gentry or a Raider. So I don't see I don't see four tight ends, but I could see that possibility of an H back. Or maybe the fullback being everything. I remember the guy from Tennessee that was the, uh, oh, my gosh, his his name is escaping me right now. But for years he was that that H back that kind of uh, revolutionized that H back position. Who am I thinking of? Do you do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Whitecheck, Frank Whitecheck. Mm. There it is. So I mean, I I could see them looking at that role, and if they look at that role with a Frank Whitecheck guy, there's another guy that I don't expect to make the team because of his running ability, but I could possibly think of number thirty-eight, Jalen Samuels, in a role like that as well. What say you, Dave, on the whole tight end H back type debate? Well, it's funny because I think we t- was it. I'm, I can't. I'm getting all my shows mixed up. It might have been on Scobro or something that we were talking about Jalen Samuels and it was the whole notion of Jalen Samuels is a guy that you thought could maybe be that H back, but Trey Edmonds is doing it better and actually playing in that role. And they haven't done Jalen Samuels in that role. So right now, here's the question. Just put it out there. I doubt it. Any chance the return of Benny Snell is actually in that, in an eight, do you think they put him in at any H back to say that he might be the guy that they're wanting to do those kind of things? I don't know. We don't know. In, instead of a Trey Edmonds. But I, I will say this. Here's the thing about Trey Edmonds. Because he has so – he's – in a normal year, he would not, you know, what had been normal years in the past, he would not be practice squad eligible. But now that you can have up to six veterans, they get paid a little bit more. But unless this changed in the last CBA, and I was trying to figure this out, and I haven't seen that it did, you there's just a minimum salary for a practice squad. If the Steelers cleared out salary cap space – you could pay a guy on the practice squad what his normal salary would be to keep him from going to another team. So if they wanted to keep someone like Trey Edmonds, and then you can elevate two players every time, you know, but granted that adds to who you have active and everything else. But if they want to keep their young guys on the 53, I mean, because, but whatever, well, once you elevate him twice, then he, after that, he'd have to go through waivers and stuff like that, which makes it tricky. But if that's something you want to do to start off the season until maybe there's an injury somewhere else, because that's not with Trey, Trey Edmonds last year, he was on the practice squad and then ended up on the, on the regular roster later in the year as injuries happen. So those, there are other options there, but I'm very intrigued by that, them using that role that could make it very, that makes it tricky trying to predict this 53 man roster. So 
I, I could see someone like that sneaking in. I don't think it would be in place of a Derek Watt. I think it would be in addition to. All right, so that's the offensive side of the ball. When we come back after this break, we're going to be talking about the defensive side of the ball as well as some over-under and trivia. So if you're listening on the audio side, head over to part two. If you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube, don't go anywhere. We aren't going anywhere. Be right back after this break. When my phone 